millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. it was james tedesco owners you are rejoicing anyone who doesn't yet own the Supercoach goat you are absolutely commiserating that tough old week it was uh yeah the case of who did and who didn't uh, that's where you ended up on the scoreboard this week jt here with the round nine nrl Supercoach wrap for this week on my own yet again have had a few ring-ins who've uh cancelled last minute shout out to wenon Benny G, Shockey, who I all played uh, golf with today at uh, sunny old Ashgrove Golf Club. It's been a big day for them, and they couldn't quite uh, make this 9 o'clock start on a Sunday night. So big day out. Uh, yeah, got a few 18 holes in. Played in between two social clubs. So the boys had decided they'd uh, – what better time, what better place than 8 a.m. Sunday morning Ashgrove Golf Club, family golf club, to get a couple of promotional uh, girls in to deliver the the drinks to them on a sunny old day. So uh, unbeknownst to them, the uh, local pro had to remind them that uh, only lingerie uh, or lingerie only is not allowed on the golf course at, uh, at any time. So the girls, they got to rug up, but um, reliably informed once I left the clubhouse that uh, one of the lovely social club members managed to uh, get socially undistant with one of these uh, one of these lovely ladies. So well done to that gentleman who says romance is dead, particularly at Ashgrove Golf Club on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, let's go through, let's get into some of the Supercoach news. As we set up the top of the pod, James Tedesco, he's, let's get into it, rocker of the week. So without a doubt, he's flown by this year. He's uh, 950-odd K and just soaring, break even of about 160, which he cleared this week easily, 178 without a try. That's uh, a phenomenal effort from him. Just continues to get the job done. He looks dangerous with every single time he touches the ball and is setting up tries left, right, and center for the Roosters. So they're in a purple patch. So is he. If you don't own him, you've got to find a way, unfortunately. That's just how it's gone. Rocker of the week. Didn't even need to question it. Flopper of the week. Tough one. Sunday game. This one again. Kalen Ponga. 24 points from him before updates. Luckless day out for him. So had a couple of opportunities there. Uh, kicked a few dead that rolled just one too many times. Uh, over each other and into the dead ball line, but uh, that could have been anything, as well as a couple of, well, he had one goal kick off the upright there, went off for an HIA in the late in the first half, copped a bad knock, fielding a bomb, 
in the second and could have uh, spent some more time off, but luckily got through the rest of the game. But, uh, yeah, and right at the death, put in a little grubber kick, deft grubber kick at the line for Tex Hoy to stroll through and score what looked to be the uh, match leveller, but not to be because Hoy was about half a step offside. So just not the day out for poor Caelan Ponga. Uh, the move this week to Gutho was a popular one. If you like me, you held on to Ponga. Uh, obviously one week too long, but now we're stuck with him because he had a break-even of about, of about 154. So a 24 is about 130 short, unfortunately. And he won't see the unicorns that uh, we like to see in some of these players. So it looks like we're going to have to cop the cash, drop, and uh, just keep on playing him. You never know. He's got the dogs in a couple of weeks. But uh, unfortunately, Kalen, round nine, you're our flopper. Shocker of the week, the guy that stunned everyone. And, uh, well... How about it? Five tries in an effort where you didn't even think you were playing until five minutes before the game. Uh, Matt Ikevalu for the Roosters. Uh, Brett Morris, I should say, went off with a groin strain about five minutes to go. Uh, tough luck for super coaches that own BMOS, but uh, anyone that owns Ikevalu might have traded him in just in time. Was rewarded with five tries and 172 points. What a day out. What a night out for him. Um, you just do not read about it. But, uh, yeah, Matt Ikevalu, out of nowhere, uh, five tries, unreal. Uh, followed along by uh, old mate Charlie Staines for the pennies. He was uh, he was another contender for this one here. Uh, four tries, and didn't the boys love it on the sideline there? Uh, absolutely going nuts. I reckon they're still either nursing one hell of a hangover, going to have some definite, uh, yeah, uh, Sunday downers, but uh, the boys on the sidelines for, I think he's 19 for Charlie Staines, were absolutely loving it. Four tries for him on debut and looks an absolute tear away. So great stuff for him as well. I think he was a last minute. He had the 21 jersey on. So, uh, again, touch and go to play, but uh, these guys getting out there. It was the week for wingers. Even bloody Dane Gagai got across for the three. So, uh, yeah, big week for them. Let's go through some of the carnage. And there was a fair bit uh, on the pod this week, we didn't go through the injuries and suspensions. We're going to have a look at some of the, the key players in the forwards and what sort of minutes they got this week, uh, as well as have an eye to next week and some of the guys that might be on the bubble or returning from injury uh, coming into round 10. Before we get through the casualty ward and the judiciary, trade fail of the week. Uh, how could I miss this one? At least 11 people have traded out or traded in, I should say, Adam Fanua Blake of... Uh, Referee, you are an insert, <laughs> inappropriate word here. So Adam's on the sidelines for two weeks, but it didn't stop 11 people trading this guy in, uh, at least 11 people, that's all I could see, including for the likes of Payne Haas and Dave Clemmer. So you're trading these guys out to bring in Vanua Blake, who's on the sidelines for two weeks. Um, yeah, not sure what's doing there. Probably AFL fans that don't follow the game just see maybe break-evens or something. No idea what the case is but uh yeah not a trade you want to be making uh, at this stage of the year what is doing there not just one person this week is 11 of you at least uh what is going on injuries and suspensions well suspensions probably easy to get through there's just a couple of them here and came in the space of about, of about five minutes on friday night uh josh reynolds and latrell mitchell what was doing here boys uh Josh Reynolds is charged through off a uh, spilled, or spilled pass back or uh, by the Rabbitohs and decided to put in a yeah very much a misguided kick. It was careless rather than intentional, but uh, basically just kicked poor old Campbell Graham's face off uh, going for this ball here. He's looking at two weeks, and Latrell Mitchell, who reacted to it, uh, has gone in, stepped about three meters, and just clocked Josh Reynolds from behind with a swinging arm, very Joey Lay Lua like. 
they will both see two to three weeks on the sidelines, three weeks if they uh, contest a charge and are found guilty. But uh, yeah, just dumb from both of them with a capital D. Uh, Supercoach relevance there is obviously Latrell Mitchell. I'm an owner. A lot of people are. Uh, two weeks makes our job very easy, makes our decision very easy. He's definitely a trade-out. Uh, unfortunately, hasn't quite kicked on in the last couple of weeks when uh, he was meant to. But, uh, yeah, see you later, Latrell. You've made us very or very easy decision for us for round 10 trades. Other suspension for this week, Remus Smith for the Dogs. Tough night out for him. He did get a good try, but uh, one week for a high tackle. Uh, depending on whether he contests that or not. On this, uh, on the injury front, quite a few to get through here. Let's go with the Broncos. Alex Glenn, captain, six to eight weeks with an MCL injury. So I saw the emotion in his face coming off the field. Not not a great sight there, not a good look. Uh, unfortunately, a couple of months there, maximum for him. Uh, very, very much touch and go for the, the rest of the year then, given how, how short this season is. But, uh, yeah, you've got David Feeder, who's finally going to put his money where his mouth is and step on the field uh, to replace him next week, hopefully for Donkeys fans. But, uh, yeah, Alex Glenn, tough one there. Uh, today's game, Daniel Saifidi, one to two weeks with a PCL injury, posterior cruciate ligament injury. So he's, uh, yeah, it's one of those tricky ones because one to two weeks is too short to trade him out, but just frustrating enough because you're not going to get the points. And he was a uh, a big pod buy a couple of weeks ago. So uh, unfortunately, Clemmer, his Knights counterpart, has uh, um, kicked on ahead of him. But uh, yeah, if you've got Saifidi, that's a yeah, tough one to swallow. For the Raiders, the poor old Raiders didn't get the job done against the Storm and also suffered a couple of very unfortunate injuries, season enders. Uh, Josh Hodgson, his season's over with an ACL injury. Bailey Simonson, his season's over with a shoulder injury. So very tough for them there. Simonson was firming. He was about 220K this week for Supercoach, so definitely fallen away. Um, had managed to steal back in his spot on the wing there. Rapana's still floating around, so he'll slot in. But yeah, Simonson was looking at an interesting play, but unfortunately just yeah, not good to see for the young kid there. But uh, Josh Hodgson, yeah, I've had a couple of Raiders guys uh, basically call their season off, but uh, early doors. But um, it'll be Saliva Havili trying to step into those um, yeah very large shoes filled by normally by Josh Hodgson. So tough luck for the Raiders there. But uh, some teams just have it in them to bounce back. Are they one of them? We'll see. Uh, for the Sharks, Andrew Fafita two to four weeks with a hammy injury. Liam Knight one to four weeks. He did his ankle in the warm up. So similarly, Bmos we mentioned at the top. Groin strain in the warm-up. So a couple of guys going down, uh, as well as uh, Tom Eisenhuth for the Storm. So I can't quite remember what injury he picked up, but uh, yeah, he went down in the warm-up. So dangerous thing, those warm-ups. Got to watch them. Uh, Val Holmes, TBA for his ankle. So yet again, we rushed him back. Uh, parked him on the wing this game for Hamiza, who got the fullback spot ahead of him. And uh, yeah, just got a bit of contact in the tackle there. And unfortunately, we'll sit on the sidelines yet again with that same ankle complaint. Uh, who else? We got Jay Brom and Riley Jacks. Uh, TBAs as well. Medial ligament injuries picked up in that win over the Raiders. So interested to see what happens for them there. Nothing too super coach relevant. Uh, HIAs, couple today. So, well, on, on Friday, Ash Taylor copped a massive knock. Uh, shoulder to the jaw, basically, which uh, the jaw was basically in um, row 10. And Blocker Roach in commentary was telling the guy to get up. So very tough. Very, uh, yeah, tough judge there, Blocker. I don't think, uh, yeah, you can 
uh, you know, blame the guy for not, uh, not wanting to get up and play. You absolute goose. Uh, CSC for Talakai, he copped a bit of a knock in Saturday's tough loss to Penrith and Jake Friend on Thursday night. Uh, only saw about 20, 30 minutes of game time before succumbing to an HA he did not come back from. So, again, how just the Roosters can keep doing it from, from out of nowhere, basically. Got players going down in the warm-up, long trip up to Townsville. You got Jake Friend, club stalwart, going down with an HIA that you didn't come back from you still absolutely tail us up so well done to you guys uh the other one today stefano utoikamanu who made his debut for the Parramatta eels he was celebrating the win a little too close to some fans in the sidelines so interested to see how that plays out with the whole covid restrictions we know they're there the players know they're there um yeah you can forgive the young kid for that one but um yeah got a little bit too close to the family and friends on the sideline but uh that will tend to happen uh, speaking of injuries, a couple of guys on the bubble. So returning next week, potentially, Katoni Staggs and David Fafita. So Staggs was touch and go for this week. They just held him back to precautionary to make sure that hamstring was right to go. He should be back for next week. David Fafita, he's uh, due back this week or next. So with Alex Glenn going out, you'd imagine he's finally going to get on the park and prove to everyone he's worth the $78 billion they're trying to pay him. Uh, possibles, we got uh, Eli Katoa for the Warriors. He might be back uh, from that leg complaint, as well as Mitch Moses. So Brad Arthur came out in the post-match presser and said that Moses is touch and go for next week, but they might just hold him back, uh, given how well they're playing. Uh, you don't need to uh, rush these guys back. Maybe if Dylan Brown, who uh, who copped an HIA, I should have mentioned at the top, doesn't see or might see a bit of uh, downtime for that one. It did look pretty nasty. Was on the ground for a long time. If that's the case, maybe they do push Moses back this week. As an owner, it would be good. Uh, another one I could possibly play based on matchups. And uh, yeah, he owes us a few points on Mitch. So yeah, interested to see whether he gets named this week. Uh, Matty Lodge for the Broncos, yeah, easily forgettable, but he could be back for them as well this week, which might spell the end of the whole uh, Corey Oates in the starting second row spot. Uh, interested to see what happens for them there. Teamless Tuesday should be a big one. So we've gone through injuries, gone through suspensions. Let's look at some of the minutes of interest for this round. So some of the forwards here. So I've noted a few down. I know a lot of people keep their eye on these ones just to see how the rotations are going. So let's go through them. Nat Butcher, hugely popular uh, option given his uh, form from last year. So when he was getting the 80 minutes and bigger minutes, the guy was getting through a hell of a lot of work out there and has an attacking stat in his game. So this week got a line break, but uh, yeah, 45 minutes for him. It's not huge and similar to what he got last week. Uh, he did get a little bit more done in that time on the park this week around, but uh, yeah, not quite doing the Victor Radley sort of hour-long or more stints, but uh, yeah, handy enough for his price tag. Jai Arrow, 53 for the Titans. Uh, yuck, that's that's not great. He's uh, been a sell for quite a number of weeks, but just not getting the minutes we'd or owners would have hoped. Cam Murray, on the other hand, 67, which is uh, up there for his top for the year. So a bit of an extended stay out there, possibly because of Liam Knight, as we mentioned, going down in the warm-up. So a bit of of room to move in that rotation there. 67 is good for him. Speaking of 67, not being good, though, Harry Grant for the Tigers. I know they're trying to rest him. It's a long year. He's got a, you know, he's very young. He's... Got uh, getting through a hell of a lot of work in that middle of the field there, which, uh, yeah, as a, as a young kid, a rookie in this game, as good as he is, you've got to watch that through the year. It's a long season, and uh, I think Tiger's probably just playing it safe. But, uh, yeah, very strange to see him going off for Benji Marshall 
midway through that second half. Interesting play, but uh, yeah, I'd imagine that's precautionary more than anything. For the pennies, there are a couple of down minutes here. Billy Kickow, 61, Isaiah Yo, 64, and Coro, 71. So a lot of owners of those guys would prefer to see the 80, but I guess when you're tallying up the opposition by 30 uh, through that game, you're probably not too concerned. Uh, for the Sharkies, 48 minutes for Joe Jack, for Toby Rudolph. So, unfortunately, he and JTB to Noah Brown, who got 40, they'll possibly order emergencies for you this week if you've looped Teddy or had a couple of late outs, whatever it might have been. So, didn't get great scores, but, uh, yeah, not bad minutes for them, just not doing the, the work that we would have hoped. For the Broncos, a couple of interesting ones here. TPJ, 50. I think he got a couple of stints on the sidelines there, but... What he did on the park there when he had uh, had the ball in hand was incredible. So 50 minutes and he ended up over a ton. So a huge result for him. Payne Haas yet again, 62. He's had a spell on the sidelines. I really like though the way he comes back. I think uh, having that bit of extra juice in his legs off a second half spell does a world of good for him. Uh, might not be as good as having an 80-minute sort of prop out there, but uh, yeah, definitely do- opens him up for a few more offloads and busts and that kind of thing. So 62 looks to be about where we'll see him for the time being. On the other hand, Paddy Carrigan, 80 minutes. Uh, haven't looked, but might be his first 80-minute game for the year. Uh, maybe one of few. But uh, yeah, very good result for him. Very much uh, stick him in your front row and, and forget about him for now, which uh, yeah, makes our life very easy. Josh Papali in the Raiders and Storm game got 62 minutes. We were curious to see where he'd sit in this lineup now that uh, all the injury carnage going on at the Raiders. Surely the likes of Josh Papali will uh, take on a few of that or few extra minutes week to week uh, looked to be the case here he got over the stripe as well which is a fantastic result for anyone who's bought into him similarly tino f tino fasul malawi he got 80 minutes on the edge there first starting stint all year i believe so uh, 80 minutes for tino on the edge did a quite a bit of work there so uh, obviously not going to get that every week but you'll take that as an owner uh, today's game's clemmer 57 in the night's loss so had to uh Front a lot of the work in in this game here. Daniel Saifidi going off uh, with that injury, as we mentioned. So a bit of an inflation to his normal uh, routine. Nathan Brown for Parramatta got 80. So coming back from that suspension, he's obviously due or owes them quite a bit of time on that park there. So making the most of it. Ryan Madison, 75. That was an interesting one. He got uh, benched five minutes to go with the game still on the line. So I'm not sure whether that was injury-related or, or what the go was there. But, uh, yeah, a little bit of an early shower for Matto. And Junior Paulo, just 29 minutes. Uh, like TBJ, did a hell of a lot in that time. So, uh, yeah, 29 is pretty on the low side of things. If you're a starting front row forward, you don't want to see that. But, uh, yeah, at least he got the try assist. All righty, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come round to do the uh, round the grounds week or game by game. Uh, what The week that was round nine. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Alrighty, back now to do the game by games. Let's start with, unfortunately, Thursday night. Very big loss by the Cowboys yet again. Uh, just... Thought the you know we might bring a little surprise when we had him six nil with a uh, penalty goal in front of the posts. Kyle Felt goes on to smash the living bejesus out of the the, uh, the ball into the post. Uh, we got the ball back, but uh, basically after that the Roosters just strolled through. Who knows what could have been? But uh, let's look at some of the Super Coach scores out of this one here. And mentioned at the top of the pod, the rocker of the week, James Tedesco, 178. Doesn't even get a try. That has to be a record. Uh, very much nearing or oh, start of the Cowboys song. Um, unfortunately, I have nothing to yeehaw about. <sighs> but it's a good song nonetheless. <laughs> James Tedesco, 178 without a try. There has to be some sort of record. Uh, four try assists, two try contributions, two line breaks. Uh, phew, what's that? Five offloads. Uh, four line break assists. Every stat in the book, this guy is basically ticked off. Um, six tackles as well, just to just to add that little bit of uh, polish there. So seven tackle busts. So I thought it could have been more in that busts column, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'll take that as a guy that uh, well VC'd him in the end. A lot of people went the early captain and were handsomely rewarded. But 178, a lot of complaints about the unicorns and all that sort of thing. Best way to avoid him, just own the guy. Break your side, find a way. Matikavalu, 85 points coming from tries, five of them. So well done, Ikevalu. Five minutes. You were meant to just be sitting enjoying the beautiful Townsville weather. Instead, you're on the park tailing up the Townsville locals. So 172 points and a few that traded him in, uh, mostly in draft. But uh, if you came up against him in your draft side this week, you are, you're spewing because that guy, whoever did it, whoever made the trade is an absolute genius. So well done. Reese Robson, let's talk about one good for the Cowboys. 116 points, two tries, including the opener. Shout out Benny G, who had uh, $5 for some reason on Reese to uh, to nab that one. So well done to him. But yeah, getting the 80 minute stints with Jake Granville basically gone and Ruben Cotter showing no faith. So in that time, he's uh, definitely racking up the base stats. But uh, this week, it was his attacking game. A couple of line breaks and, and the, the tries there definitely helped. But uh, first ton for the year. Well done, Reese. For the, let's go through the Roosters, 79 points for Angus. So he was a new recruit to my side this week. Did his job, but uh, didn't need him out there. They didn't shovel him the ball a hell of a lot because it was all going out to uh, Ikevalu's wing. It's all all it needed to go. It's amazing. You think uh, Mike Asiva on the other side of the field gets four the week before and the Roosters decide to go the opposite way and get five. So I don't know. Maybe they'll go through the middle uh, this week against the Penrith Panthers. So who knows? James Tyler, we're probably going to score four tries. Uh, but yeah, 79, you'll take that as a new owner. Uh, Kyle Flanagan, 77, not cut price halfback, but uh, definitely improved from his shakyish start, filling in Cooper Cronk's very uh, big boots at the Roosters there. He's got a yeah, 77, one try assist, a uh, couple of good running games, a couple of line break assists. Uh, very handy score for him. Well done, anyone that's jumped on. 
Uh, Luke Keary, 69. Lel, uh, he got a couple of tries of his own, but uh, yeah, it all seems to be going through Flano's hands, Flano Jr. So well done to him. Uh, who else? Nat Butcher, 65 for the Roosters. Uh, as we said, about 45 odd minutes for him. So not huge, but uh, he did get a line break early in the game, which punched that score up a little bit. So you will definitely take that. Uh, on the downside for the Roosters, Joey Manu, 45, in a, a towel up, uh, 42 points. Again, it's just typical Manu. He just doesn't get the scores. A couple of try contributions. Um, possibly could have had him taken off uh, Teddy, but um, as a lot of non-owners would have hoped. But, yeah, unfortunately didn't get them going his way in updates, and that'll be the way it stays on Monday. 45, not ideal for him. Ryan Hall as well, 23. Uh, the poor guy cannot cross the stripe. He's a prolific try scorer in the UK. He's got a billion and one games over there. And for whatever reason, the NRL try line is just, yeah, foreign to him. Uh, he got over the line in this one. They called it back with, I think, five seconds to go for a forward pass. One of the funny things you see, you just look at the elation on his face. He's fine, or more relief. He's finally gotten over the line. Looks up, and I think it was Teddy. Uh, saw the, the frown on Teddy's face and realized straight away uh, it was no try. So agony or ecstasy to agony in this case. It was a, a tough one, but surely Ryan Hall, he was a pod play this week, but surely he gets over the line at some stage over the coming weeks. Daniel Tupo still out for them uh, at least a couple of months. So surely, surely Hall's getting across the line at some stage. <laughs> tough one for him. Uh, only one of note I've got here for the Cowboys, 65 for Lolo. Hasn't been the same since he came back from that knee knock, bit of knee bruising there. Um, had a one or two big games in that time, but yeah, just looks hampered by it. And yeah, getting nothing going from his halves. He's unfortunately not able to carry us across the line in every single game. And yeah, just looks a little tired, but uh, you're still keeping him in there if you've got him. Uh, on the bads, you got ooh, HTF, the Hamizo, the Hammer. He got 12 points. So you might have had to cop him as an auto-emergency if you looped Teddy. Or maybe you played him, uh, given he was at fullback this week. Showed a bit of faith. Unfortunately, just had a bit of the latrells about him. Parked behind the ruck with no chance of getting involved. You're never going to get points back there, Hammer. And uh, unfortunately, you don't get points watching uh, the opposition just kick conversions over your head. So not a great night out for the Hammer, but the 18-year-old, he'll bounce back. Uh, Val Holmes, yeah, he's uh, parked on the wing there and got seven. So he'll be he'll be falling in price when he eventually does make it back on. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's not ideal. Josh Maguire, quite achiever, 65 points in about 70-odd minutes. So he's been hitting those scores all year. But, uh, yeah depending on, uh, I think it's just injuries and all that sort of thing. It's uh, keeping his minutes inflated. Let's go to Friday's game and never talk about that Cowboys loss ever again. Uh, Warriors going down to the Titans 16-12 to 12 on the coast. And you thought in, well, I think it was 10 minutes in, the Warriors were about 12-0. Ken Mamalo strolled over, RTS strolled over. And you thought this is going to be an absolute day out for them. Uh, Titans fought back and it was all, well, down to the final play or one of the final plays was both Fermor. So very popular cheapy option this week. 171k second row forward only. He was playing his second game, just the second, so still one to go before the price rise. Uh, but playing in the centers and was probably on about 10 points at halftime, maybe not even that much. Uh, he got the last try following through on a grubber, bumped him up to 41. So you're going to take that for anyone who's jumped on. He's going to get nah, a couple of cash rises, uh, probably not a play you're going to go, going to play week to week, given where he's, uh, the team he's playing for and the fact he's in the center is getting absolutely no ball. But uh, yeah, you have been very much uh, rewarded with a, a bit of luck there if you did go him early. But uh, 41, he'll see a, a big cash rise next week. Uh 
Other guys for the Titans, we mentioned Jai Arrow from the top. He did get about 53 minutes and only got 50 after updates. So just not putting out the scores he used to. He's very much a sell if you haven't already. Uh, unfortunately, just not in the conversation in that congested second row spot this year. He's just uh, not kicked on. So he looks like his mind's at Redfern. Mo Fodawaka got about an hour of game time, 58 points. So handy enough, but uh, not huge. We know he's a uh, big body and he's, uh, he's got Supercoach written all over him, but uh, this one was a little quiet for him. No one else really for the Titans of note here. So let's go to the Warriors. A couple of good ones here. RTS. So this was the game you're going to target if you're bringing him in as a pod or whatever it may be. Uh, he got an 89 in the end, including the opening try. Uh, a couple of errors to his game. He was trying his heart out and just couldn't get the Warriors over the line. But, uh, yeah, he hopefully has turned the corner here. We know it's the Titans and uh, anything could happen. But, um, yeah, he's he's definitely fallen away, about 150-odd K on this starting price. There's There's been, you know, Tedesco, Ponger at times, uh, Turbo, they've all been killing it, Gutho now. Uh, unfortunately, RTS has fallen out of that conversation. But uh, hopefully with... Bit of a spring in his step after a week out due to suspension. He'll come roaring back. 89 for him here, not too bad. Torhu, uh, we were all interested to see, particularly owners like myself, how the whole Jazz Tavanga return would play out. And I don't know, it was a bit 81 in the end he finished with. A couple of handy upgrades, a few offloads, uh, which add to his base. But um, yeah, interested to see when Tavanga did get off that bench, it almost, I don't know, Torhu just took a back seat Tavango played through the middle there and did quite a bit of cleanup work, the work that Torhu would normally do. So on the one hand, it sort of gave Torhu a bit of a bit more energy, I guess, in the back end of the second half to uh, to churn out a few tackles and and hit ups like we uh, want to see from him. Helped him to the eighty one, but on the other hand. Uh, yeah, did take away from some of his regular base stats. So it uh, wasn't quite, yeah, I didn't quite like watching it through the middle of the game. And I think as Tamanga gets some juice back in his legs and, uh, yeah, you might tend to see, maybe see Torhu even benched at some point or just shifted a bit further out wide, which isn't great. Um, but, yeah, you're going to cop the 81 and you'll uh, definitely take that heading into next week. He's the least of your problems, just a wait and watch on him. But, uh, yeah, probably wouldn't be bringing him in based on what I saw in this game here. Tavanga is doing what he normally does. Well done. Uh, Ken Mamalo, 57. He was, uh, yeah, he's an interesting play, more a draft guy because you just don't know if he's going to stay in the comp for very much longer given the whole family situation and whether they'll send them over here or whether he'll have to go back home. Uh, started the game with a try, only ended up on 57. So Adam is captain in draft. It was looking fantastic, but uh, did just fall away. But uh, Kenny Mamalo, handy enough return from him. Uh, Tanoa Brown, unfortunately, you might have copped him as an AE, uh, 35 points. So still got about 40-odd minutes, but um, yeah, it's fallen away a big way. Uh, from the start of his season where he was just you know, getting base points for fun, I think he was you know, getting 30 minutes and getting 70 points and stuff like that. Uh, it's just gone the other way now, and he's a definite trader. If you haven't made the move already, which a lot of people did this week. Uh, no one else really worth speaking about on the Warriors or the Titans there. So let's go to the Friday night, 7.30 or I guess 9.30 when the Channel 9 decide they should kick it off. Uh, Tigers losing to the Bunnies, 18 to 10. So it's a winger week. Dane Gago, 142, three tries. Uh, he had Queensland jersey on, not the Rabbitohs one in this one. So he's done quite handily for you there. Three tries, 142. Uh, 
yeah, definitely what Rabbits paid him for, but what they don't often see from him. Damien Cook, 97 points. So didn't have a try assist. He only had the one try contribution, but it was his running game. About eight runs all game, which uh, isn't huge, but uh, they were effective. A couple of line break assists, a line break of his own, uh, an offload and five busts. So handy enough return from him, 40-odd tackles as well. So good little base outing for him. Uh, not quite kicking on that far away from some of the other hooking options you got there, but uh, definitely a good return from him. Uh, let's have a look. Harry Grant, speaking of hooking options, 70. So he was hooked at one point in this game. So he got moved to the bench for Benji Marshall, of all players. So a very interesting one there. Uh, not what you want to see from a super coach perspective, but the fact that he still managed a 70, including a try assist, is, um, yeah, what you want to see from him. And as we said, it's a... Definitely a body monitoring kind of thing. 80 minutes as a young kid at the uh, probably the most you know, taxing position on the field. You've got to make sure he can last the full year. We'll see how he goes. Uh, Chris Lawrence, 70. Well, there you go. Anything can happen in this game. James Roberts, 73 points, including a try. So he was very much talked about this week coming into the round, 319K. He had lost 75k off his starting price. So he's going to collapse, or well not collapse, but fall away a little bit with an 88 break even this week, but uh, effectively is bottomed out there. So if you look at him from next round onwards, he could be a handy downgrade from a likes of a Bradman Best who hasn't quite kicked on this week. Uh, but yeah, definitely one worth looking at there. Uh, line break and well, a couple of line breaks to his name there. A few tackles, uh, nine runs, which isn't huge from a center, but uh, he's definitely finding his feet after a bit of extended time out. Uh, who else? We've got Cody Walker. He strolled across, well, it looked like strolling across the line for one, but just fell short, uh, which would have opened this score up a hell of a lot more than 67 it was. But uh, try assist to his name. Uh, he'll generally nab these sort of attacking stats, but um, not really a huge return. What could have been for anyone that had jumped on him? Line break, line break assist, uh, five tackle bust. So he's still pretty handy out there, but um, 67, not huge. Speaking of not huge, and uh, yeah, it's weird, but 63 from Norfoluma as a center wing. You'd normally cop that as a you know an owner, but um, yeah, a couple of I guess down weeks for him based on where he's been at the start of this year. So out of 40 last week, 63 bounce back a little bit here. Um, a lot of these were very late in the game. He had eight busts in the end, but um, yeah, there were about two runs, two or three runs where he just busted like five or six tackles. So hell of a lot of points coming late in the game there. He'll be one that I'm looking to move Latrell onto this week, who we'll talk about now. But, uh, yeah, it's a very tough one to watch for Latrell owners. He just hovers around the back. He does very little work in attack there. Um, let's have a look how many runs he got. Um, six under eight metres and eight and four above. So 10 runs all game from his starting fullback. It's just not enough. Uh, it's a bit of the Kalen Pongers about him as well. He just... Um, they do tend to kick away from him, but even then he's uh, not looking like he wants to be involved. You, you watch James Tedeschi, you watch Tom Trebojevic, the genuine premium fullbacks in the competition, the way that they hover around the ball and they want it in their hands, uh, no matter where the side is on the field. Latrell, unfortunately, is a bit of a flat-track bully. He'll uh, chime into the line every now and again, as he did to set up one of Gagai's tries and got you know 24 or so of his points in that play. But outside of that, there's just nothing doing. And now he sees himself sat on the sideline for two weeks, um, yeah, pretty filthy as an owner, especially because he's lost you know, uh, quite a bit on where he could have been. Uh, a couple of games against the Titans and some other opposition there where he uh, he tailed him up. Um, but yeah, last week against the Bulldogs, 49. The week before, 9 against the 
pennies. So he has not been not been killing it, and he's definitely due a trade-out. He's made our life easier, given he's now sat on the sideline. Let's go through the Tigers. Uh, we mentioned Harry Grant. He was pretty good. North Luma. Uh, actually, let's not mention the Tigers. There's nothing else doing for them there. Let's move on to Saturday's 3 p.m. game. Uh, 80 points in this one. Penrith, 56 over the Sharks, 24. Huge result for them. And it's all on the back of one Charlie Staines. The boys, as we said, they're probably still going. Uh, sore heads on Monday, but uh, they'll make work of it. Uh, 158, including four tries, and one uh, blistering run down the sideline to set up Dylan Edwards, who got 126 points of his own. So Matt Dufty had a bit of a, a run of his own of of, uh, of late, and now it looks like Dylan Edwards' turn. So uh, putting a couple of nice games together. Had a couple of 60s on his return this year, maybe 50. And now he's really exploded with 126. Only available fullback. So, yeah, only it's a, it's a risky play, you know, a pod play at that. But uh, 126, you will absolutely take that. You have a ton for this game. Stephen Crichton. So, another pod play. Uh, a lot of people jumped on because he started the year quite cheaply. Uh, he's made 100K at a break even of one heading into this game. And, uh, yeah. Had some very easy tries in the end, a couple to his name. Strolling over there, uh, particularly that link with Dylan Edwards was uh, paying a lot of dividends. Uh, so the pennies were in basically the top uh, seven scorers here. So the last couple here, Brent Naden, try of his own, try assist, well done. Uh, but Appy and Nathan Cleary, 73 and 71 respectively. So Appy got a couple of try assists here, which definitely helped him uh, without him and including a stint on the bench. He wasn't looking headed for a huge score, but um, yeah, you'll take two tries from Appy. They were pretty handy balls, so 73, well done for him. Nathan Cleary, on the other hand, uh, 28 points of these came in goals. So you missed a, he stubbed his toe on one and then uh, relinquished the goal-kicking duties to Stephen Crichton for, I think, one or two kicks before taking it back in the second half. And thankfully he did because, yeah, definitely inflated the score handily here. But, uh, yeah, no, I think it was a 10-try, 9-try route. He's only set up one. So he's got one try assist and four try contributions. So definitely uh, not going his way. The old unicorn updates as they used to. But 71, you will take that from Cleary. Uh, Jerome Lewis, half's partner, who's uh, yeah done quite well since landing that spot over uh, Matt Burton, 58. Uh, Nick Kirker, Mr. 11th, is playing him week to week in his 5-8th spot. So 58, you're definitely going to take that. Uh, started the game with an early try assist and then, uh, yeah, kicked on from there. You'll uh, definitely cop that. 58, a lot of cash still to come for him. JFH, another good one here, 58. Um, not huge, but um, decent minutes from him. Handy return. Uh, Isaiah Yo, 53, probably a down week for him, one of his lowest in quite some time. I did have some time on the sideline there, but... Uh, center wing that you can lock in for you know 55 plus each week uh obviously a couple lower than that this one but um yeah 55 plus a week yeah just set and forget you can play around with some more uh risk reward kind of players around him but uh still doing his job uh who else we got let's go to well some of the bad for the pennies josh mansell 29 so in a game where you tail up the opposition by 32 you'd expect a guy like mansell to be reaping the rewards but was the other side of the park so it was charlie Big Charlie getting the, uh, the job done. Mansour was surplus to requirements. Tough one to swallow there for an owner. Not a lot of runs he can get through when they're just kicking goals and watching the opposition score as well. So, uh, yeah, very low score there, but he'll bounce back. Uh, similarly, let's go to the Sharkies and start off the bottom here. Sione Katoa, very uh, yeah interested to see this score. 10. 
Uh, so an owner's there that had uh, gone through his good run over the last couple of weeks where he's been uh, scoring tries for fun. Uh, so now, yeah, not a, a huge score there. Did miss about 15 minutes of this game. Uh, had a couple of niggles heading into this one as well. Not a score you want to see in about 60-odd minutes, I think, as well. So just the 10 points, not a lot going for him. Uh, Toby Rudolph got extended minutes with uh, Andrew Fafida having that hamstring injury, 48 or so minutes for Rudolph and just the 36 points. So like JTB, the output's just not there. Uh, yeah, you might have copped him as an AE as I was l- almost about to before Bradman Best did even worse, but we'll get to him. Uh, the only other one I've got here for the Sharks, Sean Johnson. So 56, so not the end of the world. You'll absolutely cop that if you've uh, got him in there. Not uh, not huge, but uh, when your side's getting towed up like that, at least he got the uh, first after ISIS to Britain Acora. So put on a, a nice ball for him after uh, big old Billy Kickhouse slipped at the line. He's uh, definitely plays eyes up footy, so well done, Sean Johnson. Uh, Nakora, 58, yeah, reasonable. Let's move on to the 5.30pm game. Broncos' first win in about 100 and odd, 110, 120-odd days. Had uh, a few Broncos fans talking about how to buy grand final tickets. So classic donkeys. They are, yeah, cheering for now. Well done to them. It's what footy's all about. Got to enjoy the wins. Let's go. I'm nearly choking there. I've got saying too many nice things about the Broncos. It's uh, not, not normal. Let's have a, a sip of my beer. And uh, go through it. Tavita Pangai, 114. He is one of Nick's boys, Mr. 11th, as we've talked about. He got an offload try assist very late in the game here that bumped this score into the ton, but before that was just looking dangerous. So he's managed to string three or four games now on the park, which is uh, what he hasn't been able to do for the last couple of years, just a walking suspension at times. But for now, he's uh, steered clear of that judiciary. So a try of his own. Fielding, I think it was Aiden Tolman just knocked the ball on and Tavita Pangai just strolled through and, and... Dotted down, so it was that kind of night for the dogs. Try assist for him, try contribution. Uh, what do we got? Three offloads, three ineffective offloads. So he does throw a dumb one every now and again, but uh, yeah, you still get points for him for some reason. Four tackle busts, so pretty damaging. Nine runs under uh, eight meters. So yeah, it was those uh, big attacking plays which got the job done. 114, well done to owners there. About 8% owned. So I'm not sure it might be high in that top 10K or so, but uh, if you do have him, well done. Paddy Garrigan, the second highest scorer, 81, so in about as many minutes. So lovely score by him. Gets the work done when he's out there. Very much a no-nonsense player. Does have about three busts to his name and offload, so handy enough to inflate that score there. Fantastic for... He was looking to trade out. I think I talked about him possibly uh, being moved on, uh, maybe just after the COVID break. Uh, with that suspension as well, a few people might have done that. But uh, if you've held on, you're, you've got a pretty handy priced second row, front row duel. Well done, Paddy Carrigan. Uh, Payne Haas, 62 in about as many minutes. So not as effective, but did have a, a fair few good runs in that second half. I did like what I saw from him there. And I think that's probably where they'll sit him in terms of rotation for the rest of the year. Xavier Coates, he was not looking good with about ooh, 20, 30 minutes to go. He was sitting on about 10 and managed to uh, stroll over the line courtesy of some absolutely non-existent defense by the doggies. So off a scrum, easy ball out wide, and he got over the line. So very much uh, relief there for owners and people that have tried to chase last week's points and play him. Tezzy Nu, the fullback for the Broncos, 58. So a good return from him, uh, 192K before this week. He's due a couple of good price rises now on the back of that. Hopefully the young kid builds some confidence off of that because he did look a bit shaky in that first game he played, uh, under the high ball especially, the 
Now I've got the first win under the belt, so we'll see how he goes from there. Uh, no one else really note Anthony Milford, shockingly not in the floppers this week. He did get a 31, which is uh, above Caelan Ponga, but um, yeah, well done, Anthony. You've been two weeks without the award, so turning a corner. Uh, phew, no one else really. Aiden Tolman did okay for the dogs, but um, yeah, Raymond Fatala Mariner had his lowest score all season in playing the 80, 80 minutes on the edge, so 49, not ideal for him, but uh, yeah, it just wasn't the game for his sort of attacking play. So 49, not the end of the world, but um, yeah, you probably want to see a bit more for about 500-odd K. Let's go to Saturday night's third game. The Raiders just going down to the Storm 14 to 20. Uh, some of the good here, Josh Papali, we mentioned in the during the week that he's very much a, not a rocks and diamonds player, but he has a, a huge ceiling but can have a quite a low floor. This week it was the, the huge ceiling because he got across the stripe in the opening stanza and uh, in the end played 62 minutes, which is a slight uptick on his normal routine. So uh, good to see for owners that might have backed him in for a bigger stint now that there's a few injuries at the Raiders. So 102, you're definitely banking that. Jack Whiten had his highest score since round one with an 80. Uh, so it was interested to see, interesting to see when uh, Josh Hodgson went off with his injury, the way that George Williams and Fighton tended to stand up. It looks like they could open themselves up for a few more attacking stats down the line, given the more or more responsibility in that uh, attacking structure. Now that Hodgson's gone, he's often the focal point. So without them, without him, it could be better news for Whiten, who's fallen away uh, big time. Nick Kotrick had his best score in quite some time with a 74, courtesy of a T-R-Y. He's fallen away a fair bit, and we talked about it uh, during the week as well. He's 30K down on his starting price, and we thought during those first couple of games where he's just busting tackles for fun that this could be his year. Maybe it's now that you you try and strike because, uh, yeah, 330K, maybe a couple of good runs or good games coming up. Could be an interesting play, but uh, yeah, he hasn't put a lot of these games together, so buyers beware. George Williams, 47. Elliot Whitehead, 46. Uh, yeah, Williams did his job, but Elliot Whitehead was a very, very not not very much, but uh, relatively interesting oppos- proposition a couple of weeks ago. He's been a, in a purple patch of try-scoring form. If you brought him in for it, though, you've absolutely broken him because he fumbled the ball or dived a little too short of the line, lost the ball, what looked to be a, basically a certain try, and Unfortunately, it ended up being the difference. Elliot Whitehead, um, yeah, not a play you want to rewatch, but I'm sure that'll be on some of the low light reels for years to come. Tough one for him. Some of the bad for the Raiders. Uh, Tarpanay came off the bench, 43. Not ideal if you still own him, but the real bad one here, Hudson Young. 80 minutes on the edge. He should be standing up. Had a long time to sit out and think about the eye gouge and all that sort of thing. He's come back, played a couple of 80 minutes since, and really not done a lot with him. 31 points here, about a 40, I think, last week. Um, not doing the work that you would have hoped if you've uh, picked up on him as a pod, given some of the uh, injury carnage going on. But uh, Hudson, 31, not huge. Similarly, Jared Croker, 29. Uh, fallen away, he was one of the fallen guns we talked about on Wednesday. But, yeah, nothing doing for him there. And Bailey Simonson, years done, finishes with a two. Uh, that shoulder is not good. So tough break for Bailey. Jordan Rapana is floating in the wings there, so he'll just slot in. Let's go to the Storm. Ryan Pappenhausen, if you've held on to the Teddy and Pap combination rather than Pongi, you're doing fantastically because both of them have been in great form over the last couple of weeks. Pap puts two together here with an 83. Uh, so got a breakaway try, uh, just absolutely burned them with speed, set one up of his own for, yeah, that very nice 83 score. So he's uh, 
stemmed the bleeding a little bit. He'll make some cash now. So well done, anyone on him. Uh, interesting one here, Tino Fasua Malawi. So he was named in the starting second row spot, got through 80 minutes, uh, actually ended up playing him. So it was looking okay until... I played him over Brad and Best and Zach Lomax this week. Uh, I was looking good until Lomax scored two tries this uh, Sunday night, but uh, 61 from Tino before updates. Very handy output for him. He'll keep generating some cash. Cam Smith, 58. Uh, outpointed by a lot of his other hooking counterparts this week, but uh, brought up his 300th win. It's well done to Cameron. Uh, no one else really worth speaking about here. Jerome Hughes, couple of tries last week probably inflated the score he was back normal normal normality if i can get it out with a 31 so had a try assist in there as well but uh not a huge score from him um that's probably it jay brom injured uh unlucky and darren schoenig probably the owner of the worst haircut in the nrl now that jay arrow's sort of grown his back he made his debut and uh yeah well done to him Sunday, oh, this was an ugly one. The Knights going down to Parramatta Eels, 10-4. Uh, a lot of Ponga owners, a lot of best owners. This was not a great game to watch. Uh, let's start with some of the good. For Parramatta, Ryan Madison scored the opening try, uh, looking like he'd go the ton, but um, I don't think he's – has he got the ton this year? I don't think he has. I think he's fallen short. Depending on whether he goes with updates, uh, he could get there, but, uh, yeah, he uh, scored the opening try for a very nice ball from Junior Paulo, good offload that Reed Money then passed onto him. So, yeah, owners were cheering, but uh, he did get a five-minute spell late in the game just to hold him back slightly. They do not want him to get that ton. Uh, yeah, see where he goes with updates. He did very well for you. Reed Marnie and Andrew McCulloch, they're top of the list here, 93 and 91 before updates. Uh, try for McCulloch and try assist for Marnie and a, a couple of breaks for him. He was very good. Uh, the banner for this week, 75 for King Gutho. So the trade was Ponga to Gutho. Should you, shouldn't you, if you did. Uh, it's paid off here with about 50 points before updates. But, um, yeah, Gutho was basically in everything while Ponga was not. So try assist for Gutho. He fed, uh, I think, Dylan Brown the ball early for a uh, line break assist. Uh, couldn't tackle him in the second half either. A couple of busts to his name. He was very, very good out there. So King Gutho, he was, uh, yeah, it's a trade I couldn't make based on last year and the way I, I bought Gutho on the rise and uh, basically he crapped out and, ended up losing me about 400k but uh, in this case anyone that's jumped on has been very well rewarded so the batter couldn't get to him this round well done nathan brown 80 minutes for 74 points before updates uh handy enough return whether he can stay on the park he's a bit like tpj we'll see how that goes uh dylan brown came off with an hia looked like a very nasty one late in the game 57 points for him including that early line break. So no try assist or try contributions for him. So handy enough score if you've got him in. Uh, who else we got here? Micah Siva saved by a late try. Fed the ball by Gutho to uh, spare some onus blushes there. But uh, yeah, before that score, he was not heading for a good one. He ended up on 50 here, which you'll take. But um, yeah, our boy Nick has him too. So well done to Nick. Uh, who else we got? That's probably it for uh, the Parramatta Seals. Let's go to the Knights. So David Clemmer does his job, 69. Well, he uh, probably got a bit extra minutes out there given Daniel Saifidi, unfortunately, coming off the field. Saifidi finished with a 40, so Clemmer got the job done there in terms of base. A couple of offloads to upgrade for him. Well done. Uh, Lockie Fitz, 52, and chopped down by Jai Field about three or four times at the line wide open. So, unfortunately, just, uh, yeah, not getting the job done this year. Uh, tough one to watch for poor old Lakey, who loves a bit of Lockie. 
Uh, who else we got? Kane and Kong, we talked about 24 points. Uh, luckless, a couple of kicks gone dead. Uh, conversion that hit the post. That try assist to Tex Hoy, who was half a metre offside at the end of the game. That will absolutely sting. Could have been a, a much more respectable score, but 24 before updates it is. And Bradman best. Uh, yeah, yet again, another poor score for Bradman. So an 18 here, and they just aren't giving him the ball. I don't know what it is, whether it's... Uh, what it was at the start of the year, whether that was just a uh, aberration. But uh, look at his scores, 100, 123, 59, 38, 33, and now an 18. So it's gone nowhere but south. So unfortunately, the Don, he is not. But uh, whether you can hang on to him given this free fall, be interested to see. But uh, maybe he's the player, not uh, Latrell to a Norfolk or something this week. Maybe you... Uh, move best on before he drops far too much cash because uh, given the break even of 82, he's definitely going to lose a few more dollars. Let's move on to the last game, which just finished as I started recording this one. So a bit of a scrappy old affair in this first half, but the Dragons have absolutely towed the poor old Manly Sea Eagles up 34-4. Uh, Zach Lomax, top scorer here with 85. So did bench him for uh, Tino F this week and yeah, didn't end up paying off. But um, yeah, good one for him. I'll, I'll definitely bank that uh, extra cash. It makes it about four weeks in a row now, I think, for Lomax, where he scored big. In this case, a try, a try assist and four goals, uh, five goals, I should say and two contributions so a couple of very handy balls on the edge there so zach lomax has been in a very rich vein of form and yeah you're probably now playing him week to week got a bit cute this week but i think uh yeah based on how he's been going and uh, i wouldn't say matchup proof but uh yeah you're definitely taking those sort of returns from him there well done got an intercept as well which helps uh Not much else going here. DCE started with an early try assist. Talked about him this week as being a guy you want to look at. He's lost a fair chunk of money on his original starting price, 120K to be be factual. But uh, yeah, ended up with a 54 and a stack of errors to his name, uh, particularly in that first half. It just all went to shit for the poor old manly side. Uh, Speaking of going to shit, Cam McInnes. So moved to the lock for the first time this year with... uh, Tarek Sims returning and Ben Hunt given the starting nine role. Ended up getting about a 10 to 15 minute spell on the bench for this one and only got a 53 before updates. So normally does upgrade a little bit there, but um, yeah, you look at his running game. He had uh, 13 runs all up, which is okay. And uh, just the tackles aren't there, 33 before updates. So unless they can find a few more from there, you might be uh, might be in strife there going forward if that's the normal uh, output we're going to see from, from Big Cam. Uh, Marty Tapao, similarly a bit disappointing, 52 points. He was talked about because he's fallen so far in cash. Uh, he's lost 161K, and now that AFB's out, uh, you're looking at yeah much uh, much better returns from him, but uh, we'll see how he, goes, how he goes before upgrades. But, uh, yeah, 52 in about 45-odd minutes is not huge. Four offloads to upgrade, though, so he should go up a little bit. Uh, who else we got? Probably no one really that relevant for the old... Uh, Dragons and Manly side. Terrell Fuimaono, he got on the park late in the game for 11 points. Uh, get rid of him if you have still got him. Uh, yeah, outside of that, I reckon we are just about done. It's been another big week in Supercoach, another week, big week in NRL. Uh, tra- trades this week are going to be, yeah, very interesting. I really like how it's opening up this season. Uh, you've got to break your side to bring in Teddy or you just got to get rid of some of these underperformers before it's too late. It's, uh, yeah. Getting up into the business end of the year. Let's uh, let's go. Big week this week. Look forward to chatting to you on Tuesday and Wednesday. Until then, yeehaw.
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.